0: And now, here's the latest team-building podcast.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Rockerbox TV. My name is Josh Cunningham. I'm the founder and CEO here at Rockerbox. I'm very excited today. I've got a return guest. Many of you have probably seen him before, but for those of you who haven't, today, let's welcome Jeff Cohn. How's it going, Jeff? What's up, Josh? Doing great, man. Jeff, for those of you who don't know, is the, what, captain president, CEO, founder, come up the biggest title you want. Captain the is the best. Do you like that one?
0: I don't know where that came from. I've never
1: well, heard Well, you're that. wearing the hat, man. You got the hat. So I figured every, go. every good captain's got a hat.
0: I am but, the skipper.
1: The skipper of elite real estate <laughs> systems. So Jeff, why don't you uh, go ahead and give yourself, give the audience here a little background story on who the heck you are and.
0: Definitely. And we're actually going to share this episode. So we have a podcast as well. If you're watching, you'll see the podcast name behind me, the team building podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners and thought leaders from across the country. Josh and I talked before and I was like, you know what, my audience would love this interview as well. Why don't we just do this together? So Josh is in charge today. I'm going to sit back and just answer whatever questions he asks. But, um, you know, Josh and I became partners in the same world, working together in the same world. I think we met while you were still at viral marketing. And we had a lot of, Uh, things that were in common and one that I know I always bring up and I don't care if you guys have already heard the story, you're going to want to hear it again. He has the last name Cunningham and my great, or sorry, my grandmother, my mom's mom's maiden name is Cunningham. And I'm like, Hey dude, imagine if we were like related, that'd be really cool. So (laughs) I said, see if your family could get me a list of like your great grandpa, great, great grandpa, like, like their last names where they were born and stuff like that. So after doing some digging, we did discover we were seventh cousins. And I know that seems probably not as crazy as some may think, but it's, it's just a small world. It's just kind of crazy. So it's been kind of a fun little connection. Josh and I shared like, hey, we're cousins, seventh cousins, but we have the same great, great, great grandfather. And that's kind of neat. So yeah. uh, Josh obviously launches Rockerbox and uh, we became clients of his a long time ago. Of course, we're huge believers in call centers and using Virtual caller assistance. Um, having it local has been a game changer, you know, having it in the US versus overseas. And I own a call center overseas. So there's a need for that, but not if you want to have high quality conversations. And um, Josh has done an amazing job. We've loved working with Rockerbox. We couldn't say anything better. Um, they're the best option when it comes to screening calls, scrubbing calls, whatever you want to call it. And we're still using them in all of our offices. So, did you want to give, did you want me to kind of give our story really quick?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, besides the the fact that we we've crossed over our family trees and found out we were related, <laughs> uh, also both coming from humble beginnings. I believe you shared with me you're the first of your family to graduate college directly out of high school. Yeah, uh, I myself was the same. Um, so humble beginnings from the Midwest. Our great, 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 great grandfather would hopefully be proud of us now because you have <laughs> he would be. uh, rolled up your sleeves and you got in the real estate industry about a decade ago, started selling real estate. Why don't you tell the audience yeah. about your story and climbing Sure. Down? Yeah.
0: So I'm in Omaha. Um, when I got in the business, it was 2006. And like Josh said, I got a degree in business. My brother graduated college as well. He has a law degree, uh, but he and I are both the first generation that got college degrees uh, up my family tree. And I didn't wanna work for someone. Um, I had a lot of opportunities where I could go and work in management. I had a, a degree in undergrad. My undergrad degree was business, emphasis in management, also lived in Brazil for two years and speak fluent Portuguese. And I knew I just wanted to control my own destiny. I didn't want to be limited. I didn't want someone telling me what to do. And so I decided to get my real estate license. My mom had gotten her license when I was in kindergarten. So I kind of was in a real estate family. I'd seen it a lot. My uncle was a successful real estate agent. And so in 2006, I got licensed in 2007. It was my first year. I sold over 50 houses my first year and netted $96,000 by myself. And in 2008, um, eight, I decided to hire an admin, and from 2008 to 2011, my business exploded, I got up to about 75 to 80 transactions a year on alone with an admin, and was netting around three to $400,000 a year. And I was working 80 hours a week, you know, mm-hmm. probably some eight weeks with 60, but mostly 65, 70 hours a week and not living my best life. And in 2011, I decided intentionally I wanted to launch a real estate team so that when I was in my 40s or 50s, I'd have the option of not having the active role of selling real estate and could go into more of a passive role of owning a real estate team. Uh, From 2011 to 2014, I became obsessed with learning about systems and strategies, culture, lead gen, lead conversion to be able to scale a real estate company because I wanted to build the number one real estate company in Nebraska. And so, I, w- I became the number one agent in Nebraska early on, like 2011 or 2012, and then had the number one team in Nebraska. And then from 2011 to 2017, we built the number one team in the world at Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, we ended up getting up to over 700 unit sales. Uh, gross commission income was a $3.2 million, um, 130, $130 million in sales, and the team was about 25 people. And in 2019, we decided to leave Berkshire Hathaway. I retired the team's name in Jersey, which was Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. And we became a, a team Ridge. So, I brought the team into a Keller Williams franchise that I launched, uh, co-founded with some partners. And that's across Nebraska. And it's called KW Elite. And since 2020, when we launched in February 2020 till today, we now went from 30 to 150 agents. We went wow. from 700 sides to over 2,000 sides. We've successfully launched a mortgage company called Exarban Mortgage that has eight full time loan officers. We launched an insurance company called Exarban Insurance. And by the way, Exarban backwards is Nebraska. So that's why the name (laughs) seems weird Um, we launched a title company in 2015 that did over 2000 closings last year it's done very well obviously inside of the brokerage platform and we launched an investment company in 2016 that has acquired over 20 million dollars of real estate fully leveraged with me and a partner we launched a call center in the philippines have over 100 full-time callers Uh, We launched a tech company called Verly, which does all sorts of stuff, 3D Tour, 62, et cetera. We launched a coaching company called Elite Real Estate Systems, which coaches teams and brokerages. We're now coaching ancillary businesses, so mortgage companies, title companies, insurance companies, and investment companies all across the country. And that's the short list. (laughs) Just a lot of cool stuff going on. And the biggest thing has always been firing myself in every position I'm ever in to find my implementer and move on to the next thing. For me. I followed the formula that the goal should be to make more money and less time with less energy, of course, while creating value. And value to me is helping people achieve their why. And the why is based on perspective today of what their why is. And every day that perspective can change and should change. And so when people come into my world across all these different businesses, our goal intentionally is to help them define their why. And then more importantly, help them know what is the key performance indicator they have to implement in their life every day, every week, every month, every year, consistently over long periods of time to get the result that they want which would be income so that they can then use that income ones and zeros in a bank account to live and lead the life of their dreams. And so we train them to be the best they can be around those key performance indicators and hold them accountable to doing the work that they're supposed to do and hold them accountable to when they have the success to check the things off their list and actually use the money to live and lead the life of their dreams. But the most important part and where I would say the magic happens is that once somebody has achieved something on their dream board, we force them to remove that item and add a new one. And for people listening today, you can create a dream board of what you want in the next 12 months to five years and have it represent the activities you're going to do to achieve those things. Most people, and this is a silly thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Once you have a dream board, you, you usually don't dream about what the next dream board is going to look like. Most people don't even believe the dream board they create is ever going to happen. So they're not thinking about what's the next dream board. I've mm-hmm. gone through 10 dream boards. I've gone on all the trips 10 times. I've had all of the cars 10 times over. I've had all these experiences 10 times over because I was willing to take one thing off the list and put it on the next thing on the list. And that's what inspires me the most is to help other people achieve at the highest level. And for me to do that, I have to become a better leader so that I can help the people in my world achieve the highest level that they're capable of achieving. achieving. And so a lot of times I see agents or, or leaders complain that people want to leave their organization and I'll ask them if they've been a solution to help those people in their organization achieve their why. And when I see the deer in the headlight response, I know exactly why people chose to leave. If you're not the solution to help people become a better version of themselves, then they need to go find that solution somewhere else. And I believe that so much. And I have such an abundant mindset around this that I invite people to leave my world. If I if they don't believe I'm their solution and I say I loosely, if they don't believe the worlds that I've created here from a work standpoint are their solutions to become the best version of themselves, to live and lead the life of their dreams to after they've defined the why and what they want out of life, then they should go find that solution somewhere else. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, founder of Elite Real Estate Systems, today's team coaching solution. We're excited to invite you to our 2022 Team Building Summit, hosted by Elite Real Estate Systems and our industry partners. Join us in downtown Omaha, Nebraska from June 1st through June 3rd, 2022. Hear from high-level team leaders, broker owners, industry experts, and thought leaders from across the country, and learn from their business methodologies that made them dominant powerhouses. Learn more about this content-filled two-day event at the teambuildingsummit.com. Use discount code PODCAST for $100 off your future ticket purchase. See you in June. I think that's an incredibly unique
1: perspective that I've always appreciated of yours. Um, I mean, I, I went to your <coughs> workshop years and years and years ago, um, where you you know invited people out to your office and just gave people a glimpse of what your, your daily, your weekly, your monthly routine and structure looked like. And I thought it was incredible whenever you went to, and I'll let you elaborate on it, but you have a, a essentially a weekly accountability meeting and people stand up and they talk about what they accomplished, uh, but they set their goal and then they're reporting back to you on whether or not they achieved that goal. And whenever somebody doesn't achieve that goal, I can't mm. remember exactly what the phrase is, but essentially yeah. you tie it right back to that vision board, say, which one of your dreams yeah. are, you willing to fit, are you willing to give up on yep. because you didn't make the calls? Go ahead and elaborate on that. Yeah,
0: I'll share on that really quick. So this is actually pretty fascinating. Over the last 10 years, we've tracked everything. Um, it's all been tracked in CSU boards. Um, and it's been pretty eye-opening to see how little a salesperson has to work to get a certain result and Mm -hmm. take us back to like the old cliche of 80, 20 rule. If you haven't heard of the 80, 20 rule, it's where 80% of your results come from 20% of your input and a lot of people challenge it. But if you sit back right now, pause the episode and think how much time did you put into all the clients you closed last year? If you look at just the time it took to get those clients and actually do the work that it took to close them, how much time did that take? It's probably 10% of your time. Mm -hmm. The rule is 80-20, so it should have been 20%, but it's probably less than that. Most of your time was spent doing fake stuff. I call it Mm -hmm. fake work. It's hanging out by the coffee machine. It's all the in-between, you know, fluffy cat, you know. Creative um, avoidance. There you go. Yeah. Finding a really unique way to not do something productive. There you go. And people don't believe it. And right now you're like, oh, that's not true. I worked so hard. No, you didn't. (laughs) That's why you didn't sell very many houses. So what we did was we started getting really intentional to help each person discover where their greatest time was spent in their 20%. Because Josh's 20% versus Jeff's 20% versus Catherine's 20% is different. And that's okay. And so we started to recognize there's three main lead groups. You have your sphere of influence, which I say is anyone that's in your cell phone. Anyone that you know, like, and trust, and know, likes, and trust you. Then you have internet leads. So, any lead that comes off social media or from an internet paid lead or Zillow, that's an internet lead. And then you have sphere, uh, sorry, outbound prospecting, a cold lead. Cold prospecting or outbound prospecting is going to be open houses, cold calling a neighborhood, having a caller cold call a neighborhood, sending out flyers. That'd be cold prospecting. And we started to discover that some agents like to work internet leads and some like to cold prospect and some like to work their sphere, but we're always taught you should just work your sphere. Well, there's no button you can push to double your sphere overnight. There is a button I can push to double my cold prospecting efforts. And there is a button I can push to double my internet leads. And so if you're looking at building a business, business people talk scale right? People that work jobs don't talk skill. They just talk about their active role and what they do. And that's the sphere of influence. So there's a way to create a hybrid and that's all for another probably conversation. But what we started getting intentional about was tracking every individual agent's activity. And we knew exactly at the end of every 12 months, what physical activity they had to do to get a certain result. And it boiled down to if they made 150 call attempts to their sphere, outbound prospecting or to internet leads, they would sell one house. And this is based on data points. I have a million people who have visited my website off of ads, and I've had 100,000 people register off those ads. This is over 10 years, all on the Boomtown platform, but these numbers are the same across the board. And we converted 2.5% of those 100,000. So 2,500 people have bought or sold real estate with us in the last 10 years off of Internet leads. And out of the 2,500 closed deals, it's generated $17 million in commissions. And of that 17 million, I kept half. I charged a 50% referral fee to my agents and they kept half. And of course, I trained them to close the deal. They held them accountable to close the deal. I gave them the platform to close the deal. I gave them the company name, the marketing, all of the resources to close the deal to justify the 50% referral fee. But where the rubber met the road was success isn't in our ability to generate leads or get Ooh. someone to come to a website. Success comes from communication. This is where Rockerbox comes into play. This is the huge value add that Rockerbox creates is people want to do business with people who they know, who they like, and who they trust. And so, Rockerbox, for us, has been an extension of who we are. They hail, as if they're coming from my office, calling on behalf of the agents who should be making the call and do make the call after that first contact, and they represent us as if they're an extension of us. They are an extension of us. They're our personal administrator, you know, personal admin. And so what we found was the more you got in contact with people to build relationships of trust, the more the people worked with you, which mm-hmm. this is no discovery. Mm-hmm. The problem was, and this is not just internet lead problems, this is sphere of influence problems and outbound prospecting problems. The problem was people don't make a call. They mm-hmm. don't send a text and they don't send an email. They don't send listing updates. They don't W-O-R-K. So if you're having a problem selling, it's probably because you don't work hard enough on the things that matter most, which mm-hmm. is- prospecting for leads, and getting buyers to sign exclusive buyer agency agreements and sellers to sign listing agreements. That's where your time should be spent if you're an agent that's in an active role. Everything else should be leveraged. Your highest income producing activity is prospecting and getting people to sign on the line that is dotted. Everything else can be leveraged. And you can say he doesn't know what he's talking about, but I've made tens of millions of dollars selling real estate and I've coached thousands of real estate agents across the country and I have the top podcast in the world for team building. And so, you can challenge any of my mindsets, and that's fine, but uh, my resume probably speaks more volume than your opinion. And so, what we discovered was that if somebody made five calls, one person would answer the phone. And if they could have 10 conversations with those people that answered the phone, one person would accept an in-person appointment. And if they could go on three in-person appointments, they'd close one person to make a commission off of them. And that's where I got my numbers, if you want to reverse engineer that, to 150 calls equals one sale. So, the magic came by helping them define their why. We then would work with them like life coaches to help them discover how much money they'd need to generate to live and lead the life of their dreams. And so, if somebody said, Hey, Jeff, I need a hundred grand because I want to save some money for school and I want to uh, buy a car for my kid next year and I want to go to Disneyland, cool, you need to make a hundred grand. That's your number. Well, now we know that every sale generates $6,000 in commission. And so if they want to hit this certain dollar amount, 150 calls is one sale. Then now all we have to do is figure out how many sales would they need to hit the 100 grand. So in this scenario, we'll call it 36 sales is $100,000 with their split and everything else. So then we can reverse engineer that. We can figure out how many calls they have to make every week, every month, every year to be able to get the sales, to generate the income, to live and lead the life of their dreams. And if I've lost you already, it's okay. You can figure these numbers out for yourselves, but it breaks down to 103.2 calls a week to make 100,000 a year in my market. 100 calls a week. So if Rockerbox is making the calls, then you don't have to make any calls. Mm-hmm. That's a very inexpensive for 100 calls a month from Rockerbox. or Sorry, 100 calls a week, 400 calls a month from Rockerbox. That's not very expensive when you look at 100, what a $100,000 result could be if you're willing to follow up with the leads that Rockerbox Scrubs. And so... What we did was we taught the agents to fail forward. Everyone wants to talk about all the successes and celebrate the closings. We celebrated the failures. We knew if they made 149 calls, that they'd have a sale on the 150th call. So we started celebrating the 149 failed calls. So when people hit that call goal of 150 calls this week or 104, three calls this week, whatever that number was for each individual person, we would celebrate that in a team meeting on a weekly basis. But to your point that brought up this conversation, if somebody were to say that they didn't hit their call goal, so the way they'd reported Josh is they would say, Hey, my goal goal is 103 this week. I only made 27 calls and we didn't allow excuses. Oh, I was on a trip or I was sick or whatever excuse. Cause it takes mm-hmm. an hour and a half on a mojo dialer to make 104 calls. It takes zero time hiring a third party like Rockerbox to make 103 calls. So no excuses were allowed. All we did at the end was say, would say, hey, you didn't make your call attempts. What do you want to remove from your vision board this week? And everyone understood it. They wouldn't even say it. We didn't make them say it. But the idea is, for all of you people that are younger than me, I'm 40, who think that the world owes you something and it owes you nothing, but for those that think the world owes you something the world owes you nothing and you're not going to get anything unless you do the things that the world requires for you to get them. And so this entitlement generation, I think, has caused a lot of challenges when people say, oh, I'm not successful. And they make all the excuses why they're not. You're not successful because you don't work hard enough and you're not smart enough and you can become smarter and you can work harder and you can leverage. And that's all the stuff you and I like to talk about, Josh. And so our intention was not to be nasty. Our intention was to help people succeed at the highest level. And so we would ask the question, what do you want to remove from the board? The truth is we would encourage them to make double the calls the following week so that they hit their overall call goal. Mm -hmm. And we would start to discover as we looked under the hood that some people only needed to make half of the calls. Like these are the averages across tons of agents, lots of agents that weren't very great at selling real estate. But some agents could close 10%, 10% of the leads. Some, if they just worked their sphere, would close 80% of their leads. They didn't need to make nearly as many dials and be glorified telemarketers. And so each person's, our goal was to help each person individually determine how many calls do they need to make to close a certain amount of deals to generate a certain amount of revenue based on actual numbers the year before. And I started looking across the country to find out how many teams and brokerages sit down with every agent every year. How about every quarter? to check in with them to determine where's the best place for them to spend their time prospecting. Where's the best place? Where's their greatest return on investment? More importantly, where's their greatest return on time. And to this day, Josh, the dude all the way leading up to this episode that we're recording right now, I don't know anyone that does it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody out there is doing it, I would love you to reach out to me and I have a special gift for you. If you're doing it and you could have a call with me and share with me exactly what you're doing to track everything that your agents are doing and you're having quarterly sit downs and helping them know exactly where they need to make calls based on their year before success. Feel free to message me, direct message me on Instagram at Jeff M Cohn, J E F F M C O H N. And let me know and I'll give you a little gift. I would love to hear about your team's success in that area. I will tell you guys, I say I make offers like that all the time. No one messages me because most people aren't doing it. And it's sad because it's not that hard. So like Mm -hmm. I mentioned before, we use Sisu and Sisu does an amazing job at tracking. Um, We've used Boomtown now for 10 years. They do an amazing job for tracking. In the beginning, we used Excel spreadsheets. It's all it needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be that simple. Don't Mm -hmm. make, We don't need to make this difficult. You just need to know how many calls did you make? Who did you call? Um, how many hours did you spend prospecting? And where did the lead come from when it closes? Did which tech, which category did it come from? And you can start to paint this picture um, over the year and over the years of where you, where your twenty percent was giving you your eighty percent return. Mm-hmm.
1: That was great. Quite a bit of information there, Jeff. Um, I hope you guys took good notes. And obviously, this is digital, so pause and rewind and listen to it again. Uh, but yeah, the numbers definitely check out. We've been in this business since 2013, handling online leads. And I always like to talk about the 10% conversion rule at each step of the process. The million visitors to the website becomes the 100,000. Registration is the 100,000. T- typically turns into 10,000 opportunities. And then of that, you closed uh, 2,500, which is from registration to close 2.5%. So whenever people are doing their numbers out there, a lot of people are aiming for whatever crazy, ridiculous number you want to talk about. But here's Jeff Cohn. He's been doing it for a really long period of time, 2.5%. And that's some of the highest that you're going to see in the nation. Most people, if you're getting about a 1% conversion from registration to opportunity or to closing, it's enough to be profitable. You obviously have to do the math on the back end. Again, what Mm -hmm. are you spending on lead sources and and technology spend? Uh, and, And... I- ISA spend and uh, commission splits, whatever that is, you got to make it profitable at the end of the day. You're not just in it's just a, you know, spin a bunch of wheels uh, necessarily. But I think the most important thing that, that Jeff, I've always appreciated about you and your organization is the, is the human element behind it, right? The connection between, um, we're not just building a business of just spreadsheets and numbers and decisions and data, but you're building a business that involves humans and the way that you're able to achieve your goals and dreams in life is to empower other people Mm -hmm. and create a path for prosperity for them to get excited about and motivated and drive and change and grow and become a better version of themselves. And that's exactly what we've always um, done at Rockerbox and stay one. So for those of you who don't know, we're based in college station, Texas, which is home to Texas A&M university. And 100% of our callers are um, students at Texas A&M. So they work for us part-time and it's a win-win opportunity because uh, for for them, they're in school. You know, they, they you only get so much experience while you're in the classroom, filling out scantrons and reading textbooks. Mm-hmm. But when we bring them in our office, they're getting real-world experience in sales, prospecting, CRM management, real estate, real estate entrepreneurship, technology—you mm-hmm. name it—they're building their resumes. So by the time they walk the stage, they're getting multiple job offers. And so the same thing that you have in place, Jeff, where you've talked about creating this human experience, creating this uh, amazing world where you're helping people understand their why and then fulfill that. Uh, I've seen time and time and time again, whenever I have high-level strategy conversations with team leaders, they're like, here's where I'm at. Here's where I need to go. And here's what I need. What I need is I need blank amount of agents and I need for each of them to close this amount of deals. And that's what I need. And I'm like, that's going to be a really... You know, tough mission to accomplish all on your own because I didn't hear you involve anybody else in that vision and in that dream with you. And so if all you're thinking about is what you need and how many agents you need and how many deals they need to get, I've seen it time and time and time again, you're not going to get there. It's the reverse of that. You need to figure out what your people need and how you can be a tool and a resource to help get them there. And again, that's exactly our purpose at Rockerbox. We say our purpose is to move people forward. It's obvious that we move these cold leads through the sales pipeline and hand them off to agents, but it's the impact that the work makes on our callers on a day-in and day-out basis that really moves the company forward. And I myself actually meet with all of our representatives, uh, quarterly to do a one-on-one, just like you're talking about that's where awesome. we sit down and we don't just talk about their performance, but we talk about their lives, right? Like what's important to them. And considering you're all college students, a lot of them are entering and getting closer to graduation. Some of them, their majors are changing. Some of them, the experience at Rockerbox opens their eyes to new career paths that they might want to take, but that's the, that's how you win in business guys. It's not about just I'm the leader and I need this. And everybody march to the beat of my drum so that I can get what I want. But it's about collaborating with other humans, figuring out what's important in their life, figuring out what's meaningful to them and where they want to go. Because the I need 20 agents that all close X amount of deals a month. I always follow up that question and say, well, is that what they need? Because a lot of times you'll bring someone brand new into real estate. I'm sure you've seen this happen a million times, Jeff, where you bring someone brand new into real estate, you give them all these tools, you give them all these resources, they close two or three deals. And guess what? Uh Uh-oh, they just made the most amount of money they've ever made in their entire life in 90 days. How are you going to get them back from vacation, right? Right. So it's not about what you need and about what you want for them, but it's about what they want for themselves and you being a tool and a resource and a a steroid pill or a or a shortcut in life or whatever that might be to empower them to reach their goals and their dreams. That's what really makes the magic happen, and that's. Can why I, I can
0: I make a book recommendation? Yeah, go ahead. A book I think of was referred to me by Tim Heil. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's life changing. Um, If you haven't read this from a leadership standpoint and thinking differently, like you're talking about right now, about the people in your world, what's best for them, not what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And whatever is best for them is what's best for you. That's Mm -hmm. the interesting piece to this formula. Mm -hmm. Dream, the dream manager, the dream manager. Have you read that, Josh? I have not. So it talks about um, it's a guy who owns a janitorial company. I couldn't name the city he's in. but It's in the U.S. And he has about 750 employees. And in the janitorial industry, he has a lot of workforce that's not from the United States. And English is not their primary language. And his biggest challenge is retention. It's just constant turnover. And he assumes it's because they're not paying enough. And he's losing all these people to their competition. Transitation. Right out of the gate. Uh, so you've read it. Yeah, I have read it. Yeah. So right out of the gate. He does. He's one of his guys like a CFO was like, hey, why don't we do a survey before we just go pay everyone more money and find out what the issue is? And it was transportation because late at night when cleaning's typically happening, which is, you know, 10 o'clock at night until the next morning, there's not public transportation. So he decides, you know, what, instead of spending the money on raises, what if we just created this little, you know, a little, tri- um, you know, Uber for our yeah, internal, yeah. right? A shuttle service. Thank you. And so he does it, and retention goes up like 100%. Well, a year goes by. Same thing. They're not getting the retention they want. And they're like, let's just do the raises. That probably will work. And they do another survey. And they come to discover that it's more, and I don't want to give it away, but it's fascinating to find out what you decide, what you end up learning. And in a nutshell, they end up hiring life coaches and financial planners that they make available for free to all of their employees. And they have weekly meetings and coaching and training and accountability. And they help people listen to this leave their company to follow their dreams. And they recognized that no one wanted to grow up and be a full-time janitor shocking that Mm -hmm. people had other dreams and aspirations. And he recognizes that his company can can become the launch pad to help people live their best lives. And Josh, no different than what you just said about Rockerbox. Mm -hmm. People don't stay at Rockerbox forever. Some people do. And there are careers there, obviously. But most of the people probably end up leaving and are the strongest, best version of themselves because they learned the most important skill right out of college and in Mm -hmm. college. And that's communication. And it's a skill that's being lost because a lot of people this next gen never learned to communicate like we are right now in person using words when I say in person is we're on a zoom, how fun is that? But they're used to text. They hide behind text. They hide behind social, they hide behind email. So the dream manager changes our perspective. Another great one, if you're not a big team leader guy, you're not a leader at all. And you're an individual, which is going to be a big chunk of our audience would be the one thing. And that's Mm -hmm. Gary Keller wrote that book with Jay Papasan. Those two books, man, you read those two, if you haven't read any, the one thing and the dream manager, and you are going to be set up. I, I didn't read those books until probably two or three years ago. Yeah. And when I read them, of course, from our perspective now being entrepreneurs, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I've done. That's what I've done. That's what I've done. I wish I had this content 10 years ago and I had to uh-huh. find all this out by making all sorts of mistakes. So read those books and you'll have dodged a few bullets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm always reading a book, uh, each month with our leadership team, And right now we're reading The Great Game of Business, and it's just fun, like you said, when you go back and you read these really popular business books, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, we've kind of been doing it that way. Uh, Good to hear that it's reinforced by an uh, external perspective, but um, uh, that's awesome, man. Well, a lot of good conversation here. We're going to have more of it uh, this summer, just a few weeks away, actually, the Team Building Summit. This will be, what, the fourth yeah i think year, we the fourth year took a year off for yeah. you know what but yeah. uh
0: it's back and, and didn't <laughs> the, the the, the uh, condition the, we do not mention is that i think that happened a couple of years the ago The two years <laughs> that we do talk about i love that that's funny i haven't seen anyone do that yet i am now going to start doing that do we it. don't even say it don't even acknowledge it mm-hmm. no. Um yeah the team summit.com and josh has actually negotiated a discount for all the Rockerbox people i'm offering a discount to all of my audience at um the team building podcast <clears throat> if you put the word podcast at the top when you go check out, if you go to the teambuildingsummit.com, put the word podcast, you're gonna get a hundred dollars off. And it's normally like, I think it's four ninety-seven. So like, oh no, it's three ninety-seven. That gets you your ticket for two ninety-seven. But Josh, will you talk about the event a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Josh is keynoting. He's like our one of our main speakers and he always does an amazing job. He's gonna go and speak. And it's not a rocker box pitch. He talks all about like innovation and millennials and kind of the future of business. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Going to share some insights to kind of how we built and uh, developed our culture at Rockerbox. Because again, the work that we do, I mean, nobody wants to do it. That's why we exist. Hmm. They hire us to do the work that they don't want to do. Right. Uh, so th- what, what our winning formula is that we've made the work fun and meaningful and fruitful and rewarding for everybody involved. So we're going to share with you some um, you know, very uh, specific tactical um, things that we do in our office through hiring, training, rewarding, disciplining, retaining our top talent. Um, we're going to provide some insights on that. Uh, The event itself is our favorite event of the year. It's something that Jeff actually asked me years ago to kind of help out with just knowing that, like you said, I got my start at viral marketing. Frank and I would spend two or three weeks out of every month going to every single real estate conference and seminar that we could go to. So I have quite a bit of experience and exposure to a lot of different events. And I said, here's some things that are important. You want to make sure to do this. Let's make sure we focus on that. And year after year after year, uh, the event just keeps getting better and better and better. But um, just yeah. a couple of the highlights. I mean, for the, for the price of the ticket, it's a, it's a break even thing. Yeah, I mean, we just make not, zero dollars. That's not making any money. It's you. The, the whole way info products work is you just bring people together. Uh,
0: and, and the upsell, the just to be there. transparent, the upsell. So everyone's like, all yeah, right, roll their eyes. You're not making money. We make zero. We lose money. Typically, events, you lose 100 to 200,000. People don't know that. That's the truth. Where you make money is your upsell. Whatever that upsell is, all the businesses that are there are there to sell you products. There's sponsors there that want to make money if they if you find their product valuable. For us, Elite Real Estate Systems, we hope to invite you to join our coaching organization. If you don't, fist bump. Hope you like the event. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. But of course, if people want to join it, and I think last year we had almost 20 people that ended up joining Elite Real Estate Systems. They're still with us today yeah. because they find a ton of value out of it. But let's go through the bullets. Let me take the first because it's the most fun and it was the thing you loved the most. I remember you and your wife enjoying yourselves at the site. Silent Disco. Silent Disco. So this coming year, we're doing okay. it again. It's going to be even better. We got 300 headsets coming from China. And you guys, if you haven't done a Silent Disco before, the after-hour stuff is awesome. So the whole time you're with us. So there's a lot of events where I see like the celebrity of the event, the micro-famous celebrity. They'll show up for like 20 minutes and they'll give us their information, and then you never see them again. And they I'm like, where'd they airplane. go? Did they yeah. fly home? Like, yeah. are they not here anymore? Like, what what just happened? <laughs> um, I will be at everything. Longer than everyone. I'll be there before everyone gets there. I'll be at everything. I'll go to every event. You have as much time with me as you want. You have as much time with Josh as you want. He'll be everywhere as well. Mm-hmm. From times past, I know that because I've seen you and your team everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's the best part is like we get to hang out after the event at, you know, at all the social hours that we pay for that we plan. All right. Mm-hmm. That's my bullet. You take one.
1: Yeah, I mean that was what I was going to say. Just the the ticket price alone, getting you into all the outside of the 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 extra hours events is totally worth it. There's an event the first night. There's an event the second night. Uh, there's lunches every single day. There's um, which
0: Coffee, the breaks are, we get, the breaks get are Starbucks well. gift cards at the very beginning. For everyone, will have like we have. A, there's a Starbucks right there at the event. It's yep. also at the Marriott. Um, capital district. It's an event center that was built just a couple years ago. It's five minutes from the airport and everything's walking distance. So the hotel is in the same building as the event. So for those that don't want to walk or t- they don't take the time, they don't want to rent a car, they don't want to have to drive to b- all over a city. That's one of the things that makes Omaha great. I love Omaha. And I'm biased. I live here. But talk about that, Josh, for people like, ah, roll their eyes. I don't want to go to Omaha, Nebraska.
1: Oh, yeah. As far as the travel cities go, I mean, you're you're, you're not flying to the airport and then spending an hour in an Uber to get to the event. It's literally it's right there, five minutes from downtown. Downtown is very beautiful. A lot of cool stuff to do there. For those of you who don't know, that's where the College World Series is every year. So the infrastructure of downtown is one that supports hundreds of thousands of people for yep. your big annual event. Uh, of course, the the event is June 1st, so there won't be any of that extra
0: Traffic yep. going on, uh, but which we a made of, like, the cool mistake bars. in times past, and we did yep. the during the cultural series, and it made the rooms. Our rooms are 179 a night if you guys book before I think the fifteenth. 179. And like rooms, I've said so you guys go look are like in the two three hundred range for a nice hotel. This is the nicest hotel probably in downtown Omaha for one hundred seventy nine bucks. And we got that rate. We we could have made money if you guys don't know this. When people book rooms during events and have the room block, they usually get paid on the back end. That's part of the way they make money on events or zero base their event. We said we wanted to make zero. We wanted people to look at that pricing at one seventy nine for two or three nights. That's nothing. So that's a yep. little tidbit for those that are able to yep. grab that room block rate.
1: But yeah, it's always a great event. Um, I'll be there. I'll have several of my team from Rockerbox there. I know you've got some of the other sponsors lined up. Cece will be there. Brian
0: Charlesworth um, and Springer speaking. I've yeah. got Rock Thomas coming. He's a broker from Montreal, multimillionaire. He lives in Scottsdale now. He used to work for Tony Robbins. He has an hour and a half. Um, well, I'm not going to take it away. He has something very special planned for the audience he's never very done cool. before. And I was like, nice. yeah, you can do it. He's like, I'm like, do it. It's just a little uh, growing activity that we're all going to do together. And there's going to be a couple hundred people. I mean, you've yeah. got 150 attendees. To something like this very cool
1: yeah everybody by the end of the event always walks away you know definitely creating some new friendships and bonds but uh, the whole event just feels like one big family as well so uh, you always cool. do an excellent job we're always going to support it we're always going to be there it's june 1st uh is the pre-registration event the second yep. and the third is the actual event and then uh and then that's the, uh, it ends on friday so if you want to bring your family and hang out in omaha for the weekend there's a lot of cool stuff to do there as well and i think there's some recommendations on the website but uh,
0: yeah yeah so I've been telling people you just fly in Wednesday night uh, there's a party Wednesday and then Thursday Friday's content Friday we wrap up and everyone does their own thing downtown Omaha there's tons to do if you stay the weekend if you do stay the weekend hit the zoo Um, I know that sounds silly but we have one of the top zoos in the country the largest indoor jungle in the world that's our claim to fame here boys
1: nice (laughs) gotta be indoor if it's in Omaha
0: man (laughs) Exactly. from all that gonna gonna survive the winters here (laughs) exactly right um, Josh, thank you very much for bringing me on your show. This is yes, awesome, good content. I know I downloaded fast. I like to give people stuff fast and furious. So um, please feel free to reach out to me. If you guys want, like I said, you can go check out my Instagram at Jeff M Cohn on Instagram. Um, I also have the podcast that I host, the team building podcast. So if anyone is aspiring to build a team and it's not just real estate teams, we also teach on investment teams, mortgage teams, title teams, and insurance teams, go check out the team building podcast. Awesome.
1: Well, thanks so much for your time, Jeff. Uh, appreciate you uh, giving us the invite to the team building summit and uh, also all the information today was just uh, incredible. So I'm sure we're going to have some people go back and listen to it and probably hit pause, rewind, and maybe even slow down the speed rate. I know you can speed <laughs> up X. the speed rate on Zoom. Can you slow it down? Because you might I, want to. <laughs> uh, you might uh, want yeah, to. you can. I think you can do a half X. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks, Jeff. Uh, looking forward to seeing you next month. And uh, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, dude, we'll Thank talk you. To you next time. Absolutely. Easy, Josh. Always a pleasure. See ya. Later, Jeff. <laughs>